I'm Michelle Schaefer, and you're listening to another episode of Sold Out Entrepreneur. I have a story to tell. I'm going to share how I went from a 16-year-old teen mom to millionaire, divorced with two kids, putting myself through school, and working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. The odds were certainly against me, but I never lost my hope, I never lost my faith, and I never lost my dream. I'm going to help you build your faith, have big dreams, and build big teams. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, welcome to episode 11. This episode is titled, Change Your Environment. Now, I couldn't decide whether this was specifically a personal development podcast or if this was a leadership podcast or business. So I think what I've decided is it's all three. (laughs) Uh, You're getting a threefer today. This podcast, what I'm going to share with you is something that has so dramatically impacted my life and the lives of those in my immediate circle. And, And because of that, then their circle and their circle and their circle. And I just want everybody to know about it. What I'm going to share with you today is something that you can start today. So what do I mean by changing your environment? Well, you know, there are a lot of habits that we each individually have. And really this kind of, this was going on for me for years where I was learning different things about, you know, what you feed your mind and, you know, how you can be in control of your thoughts and different things. But it really wasn't until uh, we lost our company in 2012 and I went through that, you know, that really low, low, where I just felt flattened on, on every area of my life, physically, financially, emotionally, professionally, I just was flattened that I, I got to the point that I needed to make a lot of changes to, in, in order to get out of that place. And so I'm going to talk to you about something uh, first. Okay. First of all, um, let, let's specifically talk about habits. Um, I want you to know this, you never like drop a habit, you just replace it. So what we need to do is we need to be really, really hyper aware of what are our current habits? What are the things that we do every day, you know, without even thinking about it? It's like they're unconscious habits, the things that you say, the food that you eat, the clothes that you wear, what you listen to, uh, really kind of just taking a personal inventory of, of yourself. And I'm going to talk to you about several areas of my life that I was very intentional at changing the habit and how that literally changed everything, my entire environment around me, my the way that my brain worked, the way that my body worked, how I worked professionally, how I built my business, um, how I interacted with my husband, my children, those around me. It literally, the, the change in the habits and the way that they changed my personal environment, just me, okay, just my life, and have really just been the catalyst for every positive change that has come since then. So I'm going to talk to you about, um, if you've listened to the podcast, The Best Worst Thing, then you've heard the story about when we had our own network marketing company and how we lost it. And I went in very briefly at the end of that podcast talking about, you know, how God used that to really make some awesome changes in our lives and how it's been, you know, that, that horrible experience turned into something that has 
you know, walked us into just the best professional experience that I've ever had and, and continuing into the company that we're still with now. I want to talk to you about um, where I was physically, okay? I was 39 years old when that happened, and I never really considered myself unhealthy. I, I wasn't like, I, I was, I'm a good cook, and I'm a really good cook for bad food. <laughs> I like cooking, and I like making comfort food, and um, I love it when my, I make a meal and my family's like, oh, this is so good, and they go to bed full with full tummies. I love that. And the way that I grew up when it comes to nutrition was, was very much that comfort food, casseroles, um, desserts, and, you know, it's just probably the way that you grew up. There was really never an emphasis on proper nutrition and getting those things into your bodies and, and if they affected you at all. But I, I probably 10 years before this happened, I read a book called The Maker's Diet by Jordan S. Rubin. And it really talked about the state of our food today, the lack of nutrition that we get, the things that we have done, you know, in society to really just deplete the the value of nutrition in, in our food, um, just everything. And it really is based on the Bible. It's based on what the Bible says about food and eating and hygiene and, and many different things. This was my, this was like the, the first open door to me uh, learning about you know, what we should be doing to maintain good health. And so um, that was, I started then. I started then trying to eliminate some of the things from what I did, what I used product-wise, um, skincare, hair care, and, and just started to, it was a very long process, took years, but I really started to eliminate as many chemical things from our lifestyle as possible and replace them with things that had more natural ingredients. And on a very on a very minor scale, I did it also with our food. Now I still at this point back then I couldn't afford to do well. I didn't know how. I'm not going to say I couldn't afford to. I didn't know how to really clean up the diet in the manner that it needed to happen. So, okay, fast forward back to where you know we lost our company. I needed everything to change. There, there. Bobby and I were at a, it was Christmas Day, and we were at his parents' house. And we saw this photo. This photo came up on the screen. Um, it was a slideshow of a family vacation that Bobby's family, like 27 of us, went to Hawaii that summer before. And so we were watching the slideshow from, the, from that vacation. And a photo came up of Bobby and I. And we were standing on the beach and we were hugging. And it didn't even look like us. Have you ever had this happen where you see a picture of yourself and it doesn't even, you don't even know who that person is? Well, we just looked bloated and I was like, who are we? (laughs) It was really embarrassed. Bobby being the introvert that he is, he saw that picture and he's like, mom, take it down, take it down. (laughs) His face got red and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is embarrassing. I'm 39 years old and I just look terrible. I look terrible. Not to mention the fact that I felt terrible. My energy was super low. My hormones were all over the place. I was dealing with depression. I wasn't sleeping at night. And, you know, all of this, I believed, was a direct result of what we had been through, right? You know, the situation that we had been through. And I, Bobby and I made a decision. We went home that night and we talked about, you know, we really need to reinvent ourselves. And so we decided to just get serious about it. We decided to totally just clean up our diet and just get healthy. And 
um, I was excited about that. I was excited to have something new to focus on at that time. And so we did it. We threw away a bunch of stuff in our home that was bad. And I went on the internet and started reading about clean eating. And, uh, you know, the company that we're with is health and nutrition. So we just dove in head first into following the systems that we had. And we made it our job every day. We made it our job. And I'll tell you that until you have started to feel good through nutrition, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. Because you, we, as people, get very used to feeling the way that we feel, and we don't even realize that we feel like crap most days. And by, by that, I mean foggy-headed. Um, your memory is terrible. Feeling tired and groggy most of the time. Um, not really feeling very happy all, all the time. You have moments of it, but in general, you just feel dull. Um, I had a lot of problems sleeping. Like I was tired all the time, but I would go to bed and I couldn't sleep. (laughs) Um, My hormones at 39 years old were going crazy. I just, I was dealing with hot flashes and all kinds of other perimenopausal symptoms. Um, I will speak for Bobby. He was, he, he said, he tells the story that he was mildly depressed, but I'm telling you as his wife, he was depressed. He was very sedentary. Um, quite pessimistic and addicted to sugar. We were all addicted to sugar. Now, just do some research on what sugar does to your body and what it does to your brain. Just research it. It's pretty scary what happens. And then when you open that door, you realize that there's actually sugar in everything. It's a very hard thing to remove from your lifestyle. And the American uh, diet is so full of chemicals and sugar. It's a no wonder to me that so many women, so many women my age are on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, taking sleeping pills, using substances to try to, you know, from, from one mood to the next. You have to have coffee and stimulants in the morning to get you going. And then they have to have wine and, you know, Ambien at night to, to shut them down. This is very common. And let me just tell you something. This is not the way that God designed us to live. It really isn't. This is not the way that God designed us to live. And so nutrition became the, the beginning point for so many things in my life. And, and I will tell you, you can do some research on it and you can see that criminal behavior, ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, um, mood disorders, uh, so, so much of cognitive function and the way that our brains do and don't respond, um, productivity at work, um, relationships, the way that you respond in in relationships, all of it is 100% directly impacted by the nutrition in your body. <laughs> is, that, is that weird to you? I mean, the more and more that I learn, um, and I'm a certified nutrition coach, I took a, a really intense course to learn even more about it because I'm, I'm so interested in it. I don't use that. I don't want to be a nutrition coach. I just wanted the knowledge so that I could better take care of my family and myself. And so I, I want to just pose this first step here for you to change your environment. You, you need to take a real good, honest look at what you're feeding yourself. Are you feeding yourself food that is not really food? 
Are you shopping in the middle aisles of the grocery store? Are you eating out a lot of the time? Um, If you are not putting the proper nutrition in your body, you literally are not able to live the life that you were intended to live by God. He did not intend for you to live a substandard life where you're just kind of, you know, comatose and not really there and not vibrant and happy. That's, that is not his intention. So, so starting nutrition is something, it's a tangible thing that you can start today and make some changes. Very, it's, it's actually, it's actually really simple. It doesn't seem like it in the beginning. It seems overwhelming, but, but it really is very simple. Now we enjoy, I still cook and I cook great meals, but I cook them different. I use different ingredients. I, I cook with organic ingredients. I cook without chemicals. I use herbs and natural spices. And um, and I and I am very intentional when I go to the grocery store at reading labels and making sure that the things that I am purchasing to come home and put inside of our bodies are things that are going to be life-giving to us. They're not things that are going to make us feel terrible afterwards where we need a nap. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, we still cheat. I love pizza and, um, we, we love to, you know, indulge every now and again, but it's like, it's the 80, 20 rule in our home. If 80% of the time we're doing the great things for our body, then that 20, you know, if we, if we fly off the tracks a little bit for that 20%, then it's not going to make that big of a difference. And, and let's just, this is, this is actually biblical. So, you know, you guys know me by now. You've been listening to my podcast. You know that that my faith really is an underlying thread that weaves through every portion of my life. And, and this is no different. It's, in my opinion, it is not biblical. You are not uh, responding to, you know, the God of the universe the way that you should be when you are not taking care of your body and, and starting with nutrition. So I'm going to read to you something out of the Bible um, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, and this is from the NIV. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought for a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now, you could actually do some research on um, the Old Testament and the, the temples and you know what they did to honor God with this temple, how they took care of it, how they cleaned it. And and really it was pristine and it was a holy place. But because Christ came and died, you know, the temple that we have now is our body. Our body is the temple. So if that's the truth and, and our body is a temple where the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, how are you taking care of it? Are you just, you know, drinking monster and, you know, Starbucks all day long to, to artificially keep yourself alert and then eating fast food and, and your meals have empty calories and you're not doing anything that's providing the nutrition to keep this temple functioning. We have one body guys, one body. So I want to read it, the same verse to you, but out of the message, you know, I love to do that. I love to read multiple verses. And so I'm going to, I'm going to read this to you as well. Uh, these bodies that were given for God given and God modeled love for becoming one with one another, or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy spirit, 
Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in you through your body. And so this is another part of it for me. If we, as people of faith, as believers, as followers of Christ, are to be living, breathing examples of who he is, then how can we honestly say that we're doing that if we're walking around in these unhealthy bodies that have become unhealthy because of the things that we have done, because of our lack of care or concern for what we eat, what we drink, you know, and what we're doing. We're basically just so many of us abusing our bodies. And I want to talk for a second real quickly, since I'm talking about nutrition, about alcohol and, and the use of substance. Now it has become a global culturally accepted thing that people, you know, use drugs and alcohol. And I say drugs because now that marijuana is legal in so many areas here in the United States, people are very, very, they very casually talk about the use of it. And, um, it's just becoming, I don't know, more mainstream, I guess. I want to give you my own personal opinion on it. Um, I personally have never had an actual problem. I was never an alcoholic or a drug addict, but I have watched my family be torn apart by the results of it. And I can look back in my 20s when I had some, I guess, wild, my, my wild rebellious days when I was single, when I can look back specifically at some of the worst decisions I made and some of the worst situations that I was ever in. And they were, there was always alcohol involved. Always. I mean, every single time the people I hung around with, the drama that was always there, there was always alcohol. And, you know, when I start people, when people get started with me and I try to help them with nutrition, one of the first questions that they ask is about alcohol. Can I have alcohol? Can I have my wine? You know, what, what do you think about that? So I will go in and I will explain to them specifically what alcohol is doing to their bodies and I leave the decision up to them. But, but I want to just challenge you. Why are you, what, what, is, what role does alcohol play in your life? Are you using it to escape? Are you using it to numb out? Are you using it to shut off things in your mind that you don't want to deal with? What is it, is it adding value to your life? Um, as we get older, and I know this from experience, you know, when you're young, you can just drink and, you know, the night before and then move on the next day, like nothing happened. But as you get older, um, that changes. Your body does not respond in the same manner anymore. You know, the buildup of toxins in your body and how quickly your body can recover from that slows dramatically. Um, alcohol is a depressant. <laughs> so people drink and then they, you know, cause they're trying to escape and, and get happy. And then they wonder why for the next three days they feel down and depressed. That's a direct result of alcohol. Um, a few years ago. And again, I didn't have a problem. Bobby and I don't drink. We don't even have alcohol in the house. Actually, that's not totally true. I have like three or four bottles of wine in my house and they've all been gifts <laughs> and they're up in the shelf and they're not opened. But a few years ago, I felt God um, impressing on my heart that he wanted me to, um, to just totally not drink at all. Now, I probably only drink once or twice a year anyway. 
And it was no big deal. But, and I wondered like, why God are you saying this to me? Why are you asking me to, to not drink at all when I barely drink as it is? So I basically ignored it. <laughs> I really didn't, I didn't listen to it. I was like, I don't, this, this must not be, I must be hearing something, you know, different because I don't even drink that often. So why would God be asking me not to drink at all? And, uh, it, it just, it wouldn't, it didn't go away. And so I went to an event, uh, a company event and I drank and I felt horrible the next day, just absolutely horrible. And I decided that that was the last time I was going to drink. And in addition to me feeling like God was actually calling me to, to not drink at all, I felt that he wanted me to make a public declaration about it. And, you know, this is, this can, this can get real hairy because it can look judgmental and it can look legalistic and all kinds of things when people take a stand like that. Um, but I decided that, uh, I was not going to drink at all anymore and that I was doing it for a couple of reasons. Number one, to be an example to my children that you just don't have to have it in your life. It's just not a thing. Um, you know, I, I don't look down on people that drink. I don't judge people that drink. Um, but I know that God laid it on my heart to not drink. And so I, number one, uh, that was as, as an example to my children specifically. Um, number two, because drinking was not a habit that kept me in line with my goals. So you need to be, behave in ways that line up and match up and are congruent with your goals. Because I had goals of feeling good physically and taking care of this temple that is my body and putting things in it that, that make my body better and they feed it nutrients, alcohol does not line up with it. So that was just a choice that I made. And... Um, just another personal conviction for me. I have a brother who has dealt with drugs and alcohol for many, many years. And I personally believe that that drugs and alcohol specifically, um, alcohol, both of them, okay, but they are specific tools that are used by the enemy to, um, to separate you, to separate you from other people, to separate you from your own body. Because when you are uh, when you are numbed out because of a substance, you are not, you are separated from things in yourself that you, you know, you're trying to escape. It numbs you out. Uh, if you black out or if you forget the things that happened before, or if you're just not dealing with them because of the substance, you know, it's, you're, you're self-medicating really is what you're doing. And so I believe that the enemy uses these tools in dramatic ways and in very subtle ways. <laughs> dramatic ways are the obvious when people are alcoholics and they, you know, the, the, the substance becomes the focus of their life and they'll do whatever they have to do and then their bodies become dependent on it. So that's the extreme side. But the subtle side is when you're, you know, having a, a rough afternoon at your job or with your children or whatever, you're having an argument and all you can think about is running to that, that bottle, you know, so you, I need a glass of wine. And you know, what I no noticed recently in, on social media is that it's like not only culturally accepted to, to talk about, oh, I need that glass of wine, but it's actually become the norm to the degree that if you don't drink, you are looked down upon. The, the pendulum has swung really far over to the other direction. And so um, I believe that this is used 
by the enemy as a, a crack in the door to separate you from yourself, from others, and certainly from God. And so again, zero judgment, <laughs> zero judgment. I was one of those people that could drink. I could drink just a drink or two and not get drunk. Um, I could drink just in a casual environment. I did not have a problem with it. And there are tons of people that do. So this is not, this is not a judgment. Um, I'm just sharing with you my own personal experience. And, you know, I, I will say this. I talk about a lot of different things. Some are business, some are personal. And if, if I ever say something and it, it causes you to feel um, something, defensive, angry, offended, you know, a lot of times that's an indicator that maybe that's an area that needs to be worked on, that God's trying to speak to you. So, um, you know, my intention is never to offend or upset anybody. My intention is just to share my own experience. And, and hopefully from that, you, you know, there's something that, that can be taken away and add value to your own life. So I, w- I really went down a rabbit hole there talking about nutrition. <laughs> and um, I just, uh, it's a big deal. The nutrition is really a starting point, something tangible that you can start today to make changes on, and you will reap the benefits for the rest of your life when you get your nutrition under control, okay? So that's big. That's number one. Number two is movement. Now, in order to achieve goals, your fitness or health goals, you do not have to exercise. Um, Nutrition is the biggest part of that equation. It's 80%. Um, but I'm not talking about a physical transformation. I'm talking about changing your environment. And I want to talk specifically about exercise. In a world where, uh, you know, people are popping pills like they're popping M&Ms, <laughs> both which aren't great for you, you know, antidepressant medicine, anxiety medications, you know, whatever it is, um, to help to calm them, to help them to feel better one of the biggest things that you could do that's free, that doesn't require a prescription is move your body. I mean, God is so intelligent. He designed us specifically. He knew that if we fed our bodies with the right food, then the chemicals in our brain would respond properly and keep us balanced. And he knew that if we moved our bodies, if we got up and exercised, that additionally, in addition to the, the great chemicals that get released in our body when, we're, when we have the proper nutrition, that when we move our bodies, a, a series of, of chemicals that make us happier <laughs> and feel good would get released. You guys, do you realize that? Like, you know, if you're feeling down or bad or low energy, that rather than reaching for a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or, you know, a, an Ativan or something, if you got up and, and just decided to skip or jog or run up the flight of stairs, you would naturally get a better, more long-lasting result and one that, that your body would repeat. <laughs> is, is that amazing to you? Okay, so, so here's what happened to me. Okay, so back to the story, right? We lost our company. We realized that we needed to reinvent ourselves, so we got our nutrition in order. And in addition to doing that, um, I, we went to the gym. Now, I didn't really know anything about fitness. I was one of those people that thought that if I got on a treadmill or an elliptical, I was really, you know, I was in good shape because I thought that cardio was fitness. And I have since then learned that that's not even the case, not even close, but, but that's how I started. Okay. So I would go to the gym and I would have my headphones on and I would have worship music in my ears and I would get on this, 
you know, whatever, elliptical. And I would go as hard and fast as I could and I would start to sweat. And the, I could literally feel the chemicals start to get released into my body. The combination of listening to the word of God being spoken to me in my headphones and moving my body physically was something amazing started happening to me. I'd be in the gym and I swear people thought I was having a breakdown because I would just be, I would get so blessed and there would be such a release. And God spoke to me in such powerful ways that I would just start to cry. I would just start to cry. And he was healing me with every breath, with every word that I heard and every, you know, drop of sweat that (laughs) that came out of my body, every tear that fell when I was standing on that elliptical, God was healing me and he was speaking to me in a very powerful way. Now, I've never heard of any kind of a study that's been done, right? I've never heard of um, any kind of scientific, like, uh, you know, data that's been given on this. But I'm telling you from personal experience, there is something unbelievably powerful, something heavenly, (laughs) something truly, truly out of this world that happens when you combine moving your body, and I'm talking about with some effort, (laughs) you know, intentionally moving your body and combining that with hearing the word of God at the same time. There's something that is beyond any church, any retreat, any, anything that I've ever experienced unlike that. And I became addicted to it. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get into the gym and fill my ears with these amazing, amazing uh, you know, words of worship and calling out and, the, you know, listening to the word of God spoken through songs and, and moving my body. And God changed me. He spoke to me. He transformed me. He shifted my thinking. He encouraged me and he loved all over me every day at the gym. And so going to the gym became for me like a, a time of worship. <laughs> You know, you go to the gym and some people socialize and talk. I had my headphones in. I couldn't wait for God to talk to me. I couldn't wait to see what he was going to say to me that day and what words were going to come alive. And it was such a powerful time. I just, I wanted everybody to experience it. And I thought to myself, man, has has anybody else like experienced this? Has anybody else (laughs) felt this amazing shift that happens in your heart and your mind and your soul when you're exercising and hearing the word of God. And so that actually led, led me to uh, do some research because I wanted to share this with the world. And I found an organization called Revelation Wellness and I became a Revelation Wellness instructor, which does combine the word of God with movement. And it's just a powerful, powerful time of growth in my life. And even to this day, I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to it. Sometimes I'll make a playlist. Um, and sometimes I'll just, you know, let, let whatever's um, on there run. And, but it's just, it is something I look forward to multiple times a week. Moving my body and, and waiting for God to speak to me and uh, watching the amazing transformation that happens emotionally, mentally, and physically when I have done that. So I want to encourage you as I end part one of this podcast, because it's gone so long, it's going to have to go into two parts. (laughs) Part one of change your environment. I want to encourage you to get out and move. It doesn't have to be at a gym. There are tons of free um, workouts online or 
you know, get out and go for a jog, get on your bike and start riding it. Um, go run sprints in, you know, in the front of your house. Um, just get out and move and put something encouraging in your ears at the same time. If you dare, put the word of God in your ears and watch what happens. Oh my gosh. I would love to be there with you and to hear from you what what has transpired, what transformation has started to happen in your heart and in your mind. So if you do this, you know, I've given you two two tangible steps in this podcast, Um, changing your nutrition, being so intentional about it and getting out and moving your body. If you, if you take these steps and this is new for you, please share with us in the, on the sold out community, what, what God's doing in your life and how it's affecting everything. You know, it starts with you and then it starts to spread out into your family, into your business. Um, so go to the sold out entrepreneur Facebook page and share your thoughts on what's happened. Um, or you can go to the sold out entrepreneur Instagram and comment on some of the posts there. You can also send me an email directly. If you go to the sold out entrepreneur.com website, um, you can contact me there, sign up for our emails, by the way. We have an amazing three-part masterclass series called Big Time Networker that Bobby and I worked on that I think you are going to love. It's going to uh, just help you to have some radical shifts, and it's really how anyone anywhere can become radically successful in business. And so you can only get that if you sign up for our um, for our emails, join our email community. Um, stay tuned. Make sure you listen to part two of Change Your Environment. And thank you for sticking with me here. <laughs> Until next time.